Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Phoenix, Arizona, it's time for Phoenix Business Radio, spotlighting the city's best businesses and the people who lead them. Good afternoon and welcome to Collaborative Connections radio show and podcast sponsored by KLM Consulting. I am your host, Kelly Lorenzen, and we are coming to you live from the Phoenix Business Radio X studio. Collaborative Connections is a radio series created to bring entrepreneurs, nonprofits, and associations together to build relationships, foster collaboration, and grow a stronger community together. Our hope for today is that listeners and guests alike will walk away with a golden nugget or a new resource for their business. The sponsor of the show, KLM Consulting, is an on-demand business concierge and project management firm with over 17 years of award-winning business savvy. KLM Consulting helps fast-growing companies and entrepreneurs build, brand, and brag about their business. Today, I have the honor of being in the studio with three amazing people that I'd love to introduce you to. Julie Jakubek, owner of Allstate Insurance. Welcome to the show, Julie. Thank you. Natalie Cironi of Cironi Law Firm. Welcome. Hi, thanks for having me. And Joe Luce, Let Your Life Flow. Welcome to the studio. Great to be here. Thank you all for coming today. I'd love to start out the show with a little bit about each of you, about your businesses, what you're working on in this crazy time, what um, what you have going on, how you're changing, you know, with the market and things that are going on. So I'll start with you, Joe Lou. Give us a little background for for you about your business, and so others can get to know you a little bit. Great, thanks, Kelly. Uh, Let Your Life Flow was really born out of my own experience with some pretty intense uh, situations in my life where I needed to find out how to get to those triggers that were creating uh, anxiety and stress. And I started many, many, many years ago with a uh, stress management course that I developed for business people because it was business that stressed me out and and rolled me out of my office in a wheelchair, literally, because my... uh, my adrenals were just shot from all the stress I was in. Then I began working with energy psychology techniques. So going not just to the physical body and the stress management of how you handle your physical body, but also what's going on in your subconscious, what's going on in your energetic field that's hanging around and triggering you all the time. Began working with uh, and specifically on these kinds of issues. What's got me stuck? Why am I triggered by this? Why do I have so much anxiety about this? And we go in and we clear those very specific uh, emotions and beliefs so that they can move on with their life and feel more relaxed, get more done, ideas float up. It's just amazing to watch. So cool. And tell us a little bit about some of those techniques you're using with and and your um, clientele are mostly women, I take it? Mostly women, but I do work with men as well. Uh, just happen to have an affinity for you know what women go through and, and my own experiences there with divorce and, and some deep grief, uh, going through that kind of a burnout at work. I really understand that, starting a business, running a business, because I also have a technical business I've run for 20 years. I use a variety of things, and uh, one of them is a technique called Psyche. And what it does is it helps identify subconscious beliefs. Now, your subconscious five to 99% of your day, everybody thinks their conscious mind does. 
It doesn't. It's what's in your subconscious. And you can have some hidden beliefs back there that you're just smacking up against all the time. I'm going to go do this. I set my goals. I have my strategies and my tactics, and I still can't get there. What's going on? And it's due to an old belief, perhaps, that you can't be as successful as as you want to be. You'll never be successful. I can't do this. Everybody's better. Those are old negative and limiting beliefs. So we go in, we identify those, release those, and install a new belief. Your subconscious is like, I have to watch which generation I'm talking to, but um, if I'm talking to an older generation, I could say it's like a cassette tape. But let's say it's some media on a, on, a, on a disc, on a CD, or just even on an MP3 player. Your subconscious beliefs are laid down like a tape. And until you tape over that, you, you're going to have that subconscious belief driving your day. So the real key is to go in and identify those things. So for instance... If you had some uh, malware on your computer, your computer wasn't working very fast, you might call your technical guy and he'd go in there and he'd search around and he would find it. He would find that specific file that's causing the problem. That's the same thing I do with a discovery process and using muscle testing. We find out what that belief is or what that old emotion is. There's another another technique I use uh, called emotion code where we go in and we actually identify what emotion affected you at what time in your life in what circumstance? When we can do that and target those energetically, we can release those, install a new belief. You'll have released those old triggers. They won't be around anymore. So neat. I love, especially right now, we all need that, right? We all need to have the stress management and reduce our anxiety. Our Natalie, are your clients, you work with a lot of clients who are going through divorce, are your clients more anxious at the moment? Um, I would say so. And this predicament has brought a new set of issues, uh, both financially, folks are worried about work, are their paychecks going to come in? And then also with respect to children, you know, a lot of couples have time sharing arrangements with their children. And I've gotten a lot of questions this week, you know, what happens if we go on lockdown? Will I still be able to have my children or will they go back to the other party? And so we're just kind of rolling with it as it comes and, and trying to address it because nobody's treaded through this before, you know. Right. It's brand new. Natalie, tell us a little bit about your background and what you specialize in. Um, I am a family attorney. Uh, My husband and I have a law practice together in Scottsdale. We practice exclusively family law. So that includes divorce, legal separation, and then also paternity matters, um, legal decision-making and parenting time, which were formerly known as custody, child support, and then also uh, domestic violence-related issues both involved in the divorce and custody context, and then also order of protection hearing. Wow, that's a lot to handle. <laughs> yeah, it can be uh, emotionally trying, but it's certainly rewarding. I bet. Once you once it's all done, right? Said and done. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Julie, tell us a little bit about your background and what you specialize in. Well, my name is Julie Jakubek, and I own an Allstate insurance agency, and it in Phoenix for the past 24 years, and home auto life and business insurance is my specialty. But what's really passionate to me and what you ladies have said, both Joe Lou and Natalie, is the emotion. There is so much emotion around finances, and I have a financial class that I teach at Fresh Start Women's Foundation, and there's steps on how to get out of debt, but why? Why are people stuck? And we go through that, and it's just the aha moments of the emotion. So I take, so I take my passion, which is 
finances and I use it for my insurance business and I just help people protect their risks all over. If they're a business owner, if they're an individual, if they're a family, we need to look at your whole picture rather than just the insurance portion. And it's so fun to teach those financial classes and have people say, wow, you got me out of this situation that, or I didn't even know I had this struggle because I didn't know the emotion was there from 20, 30, 40 years ago. That is so neat to, to be able to go, to do that. And in most, in, when you think of insurance, you think, oh, I just need to call and get my you know car covered or get homeowner's insurance. But I love, Julie's been helping us with our insurance for over 20 years, I think. <laughs> um, not to date anybody, right? <laughs> um, but I love the fact that we can be confident that our everything is covered. Like, okay, not just, you know, put some insurance on our house because you're looking at the whole picture because you're looking at all of it together. It's really nice to have somebody in your corner. We talk about this a lot and that's the whole basis for the show is is connecting, you know, connecting people and having each other's backs and and looking out for each other and you've always done that um, for me and I'm sure you do that for all of your clients is is keeping us protected every way, right? So I don't have to worry like, well, what type of insurance is it? No, as long as I know Julie's pr- has has written the policy for any of it, you know, whether it's my business insurance or my homeowners or, or auto or any of that, like I know I'm covered no matter what happens. So that's my my favorite part of, of working with you, Julie. So thank, thank you. you for that. Um, back to the, you know, those the finances and stress. Um, Julie, tell us a little bit about um, about the current public health crisis and how it's affecting people and your and your clients. Well, I really call it the lasagna effect because if you had all these other layers going on before, let's say you were in the middle of a divorce or you have partner stress, let's just call it partner stress. Maybe you're not at the divorce stage and partner stress could be with a spouse. It could be with uh, family members. It could be with a business partner. It could be with, um, you know, a difficult personality at work because that is a partnership. If all of those things are going on or you were going through some deep grief because you've lost someone or you've got financial issues already, um, let's say you do have a lot of debt and now you don't know what you're going to do. So now we have this overlying thing, this public health crisis, that's another layer of lasagna, and it's dense, and it's heavy, and it is not going to be a delicious lasagna. It is not digestible. So what I'm seeing is that even people whose lives aren't in that much turmoil are exhibiting signs of, uh, you know, my stomach's hurting. I'm waking up in the middle of the night. I walked into the grocery store. And this even happened to me Sunday when I walked into the grocery store on Sunday morning and the meat shelves were empty. And I stood there for a minute because I wasn't really ready for that. And a little bit of anxiety came up. So I had to use my, my own tools on myself in that moment. But this is happening to, um, to everyone. And then if they're isolated at home, with their children, well, there's a stressor for you when you have your kids around under your feet 24 hours a day and your kids are bored. My son's bored. He's 16. He's bored. He's used to having a lot of social interaction. And uh, that digital world that they're so involved in isn't nearly as fulfilling, I think, they're discovering as being face-to-face. So we're seeing just a lot of extra stressors on top of things that were already there. And so, as I've told people, it is either going to foster or fester 
relationships, one of the two, because we're in pretty close quarters and there's really no end in sight. So I think we need to be even more cognizant of what I call our spiritual and energetic hygiene and take care of that hygiene as much as we take care of that physical hygiene of washing our hands. I love that. I love that. Give us some of the tools, um, you know, that people can use. Let's just say one, because I know you have a million of them. But in a, like they go to the grocery store, they see the empty shelves, the anxiety starts to elevate, right? Or they get off, like Natalie, in Natalie's case, you know, a lot of her clients, they get off the phone with their person who they're divorcing and they just made them really mad, right? Is there something that we can do um, immediately? Uh, you know, I've heard like, taking deep breaths or like, is there a tool that we can use um, for right now until we can come see you <laughs> via Skype or <laughs> yes. via Skype yes. or Zoom or in person? Yeah. And I think the deep breathing is probably the easiest thing for everyone to do. I have a specific technique that I call um, progressive breathing and it will lower your heart rate very, very quickly. And when you, when you get in that fight or flight response, your heart rate increases because the body's pumping blood to the extremities so you can run. Think of, think of running into a bear in the woods. You're going to need all your muscles pumping really fast. So the body diverts all that blood and all that energy to your large muscles so you can get away from this bear. And it diverts energy from the other big ticket items like your digestive tract. So that's why your stomach has butterflies, your mouth gets dry, or um, you have problems with your bowels, you know, that is because that stress response is there. And the thing that can turn that off because it's automatic, the only thing you can really do to turn that off quickly is to do some breathing and the out breath, the longer the out breath, the better, because the out breath is what really, uh, reduces that rate. I'm actually, uh, going to start, I think a weekly little 30 minute, uh, zoom thing, to just people teach people some very quick things to do that they can do during the day. Because I have a lot of friends who are in high-stress situations. They're on the phone constantly trying to deal with all the logistics of these things. And if you could just even take three minutes to get your heart rate down, you're going to be better off. So deep breathing is one of the best that you can do. Yeah, that and it's so important for us to know those things, right, in these situations. I loved how you, I've always heard that the blood goes away from our brains, right? It's like drains out of our brains. And I, I, I like that analogy, though, that you're trying to run from a bear. So, of course, it's going to go to your extremities. So, to get the blood back to your brain so you can, so you can think clearly, right, and reduce the mm -hmm. stress is sl the slower the breath, the better, but longer, right? So, slower and longer. Yes. Yeah, so my technique really, uh, you would breathe in to a count of two, breathe out to a count of four, then breathe in to a count of three, out to a count of six. So the in-breath, uh, the out-breath is always twice the length of the in-breath. Go up until you're breathing into a count of six and out to a count of 12, and then go back down the, so I would go six, 12, and then five, 10, and go back down the scale. Now you do that, and that's going to take a good minute or so. Sometimes you need to do it twice. But I guarantee you, if you'll take your pulse before you do that exercise, just take your pulse on your neck really easy. You'll be able to see how fast your heart is beating. Don't have to count it. You'll just know. And do it afterwards. You'll see that your heart rate has really gone down. But it does take some time. You can't take just three deep breaths and expect to feel better. Um, if you could do that series 
uh, at least two times, three times, then you're going to make a difference. And you'd have to, you could do it several times during the day. Now you're going to laugh at this, but if people are in an office situation and maybe you're even at home with a bunch of kids running around, go into the bathroom and shut the door <laughs> and do your breathing. <laughs> but don't we, you know, doesn't all moms do that? Go to the bathroom and shut the door and hope that you get alone time for a second. <laughs> you know, you hope you do, but those kids just keep coming in, right? You got to lock it. And sometimes even pets will walk in on you. They don't even want, you know, they know this is your private time. But any place where you can get away and just do that for a little bit or sit down and teach it to your kids because they're going to pick up on our stress. This is in our energy field. And so... Our kids are going to pick up on this too. And if you could teach them to do some deep breathing, it will help them as well. That's probably the best go-to. I'd say the other thing is just um, on the very simple side is just really keep a routine. Get up uh, at a certain time, make the bed, do the dishes, put something away, take a walk, some prayer and meditation time, do something, but stay in routine so that you don't kind of spiral down into a down spot and whatever you do, don't look at the news or anything till maybe three or four o'clock in the afternoon. Good advice. Good advice. <laughs> Natalie, some advice from you, maybe um, if people, uh, you know, in this time, I'm sure are going to, you know, they're either, like you were saying, Jolu, people are either going to get closer to each other or they're going to get further away. And you will see one or the other, right? With the divorce rate either is going to skyrocket or it's going to go way down. Um, if you're thinking about, you know, getting a divorce, get, can you give us some maybe tips on, you know, what to do ahead of time? Sure. So as far as we know, for now, the courts are still open. Family court, um, there's just been some restrictions about in-person um, non-essential hearings, but otherwise business as, us- as usual in my world. If you want to start thinking about it, you sort of need to get your ducks in a row. Uh, One thing you'll need to know for the divorce is what the assets are, what the picture looks like. And certainly a lot of people, oftentimes women come to me and they don't know what the whole picture is. And we can obtain that during the divorce process. But if you're able to check your credit report, see what kind of debts are showing up on your list, um, figure out, do you have a retirement account? What does that look like right now? Do you have money in savings? Um, another thing to consider is potentially an exit strategy if one is needed. Um, when a divorce is initiated and the other party is served, oftentimes the, the stuff will hit the fan for lack of a better um, expression. And so I want people to, to either be committed to, are we going to stay in the house and what is that going to look like? Are you going to go to another room? Do you, if, if that's not possible, do you have a place to go? Do you have a friend to stay with? Do you have money to put first and last month's rent down? Do you have a credit card available to you? I mean, these are logistical things that people really need to consider. And certainly when they have children, ideally you'd talk to your spouse about, I'm going to move out. This is when I'm going to go. And this is the timeshare arrangement I'd like to have. But that can be scary for people because they're not always able to work together and come to agreements on that. And so that kind of planning is really important before you decide to make a, a big life step. Uh, oftentimes people will come to me for an initial meeting and then I won't hear from them again for a year, you know, because it takes people time to think about those things. But if you consult with somebody, they can sit down and, and really help you think about what is unique to your situation and what sorts of things you need to be considering to make sure you're protected moving forward. And and that's good to know, just like in real estate or in insurance or any of those, like we need to be able to know that we can 
reach out to the people, right, to the experts and to the professionals ahead of time, you know, probably, I don't know if I'm the only one, but I would have thought, okay, once I know I'm getting divorced, then I need to call a divorce attorney. But you're saying it's better to call you ahead of time so that you can walk us through the, you know, I'm not saying I'm getting a divorce. <laughs> if, my, if Josh is listening, I am not considering this, right? Uh, in, <laughs> I'm saying in general here. Um if if people are thinking about the possibility that that could happen, is that something you can you have meetings? I assume for sure. Oftentimes, and you know, sometimes people haven't even made up their mind. They just want to know what would this look like. And oftentimes, marriages are on the rocks. Like we, anybody who's been married probably knows. You know, not all days are a rainbow and butterflies. But you know, even just understanding how to protect assets. For example, if you know, a parent passes away and you receive inheritance. If you consult with somebody to ensure that just in case we might end in divorce at the end, how can I keep that protected? You know, so major life events, uh, a spouse um, presents you with a quit claim deed or a disclaimer deed rather. You might consider, should I sign this? What are the legal implications? So just because you don't have your mind made up, you can still protect yourself and think about how to keep yourself and the community together as a whole um, in a safe place. That's really nice to know that ahead of time. Julie, is there um, times in the um, insurance industry where you would say, yes, please call for these certain things? Is there, um, you know, can you give us a few examples of why somebody should call you, whether they're already a customer of yours or if they're thinking about um, needing insurance? Can you give us a few examples of, of why they would be a good idea to call you? Well, going off of what Natalie said, in divorce situations, I get calls a lot, very frequently, that somebody says, I want to take my spouse off the insurance. And you can't do that. There has to be. They have to agree to it. So knowing in advance what you can and cannot do from a divorce attorney is very helpful. And then also, if you are going through a divorce, then making sure that your life insurance is in place. So there's different steps to take um, going off of what Natalie said. I will mention about business insurance that if you have someone come over to your house like a tree trimmer, it would be a very good idea to verify that they have insurance. Two types of insurance. One is general liability. And the other is workers' comp. General liability means that if they, uh, if the tree falls on your house, then it is covered, which has happened to me. So I, of course, had the insurance and I called them up and I said, do you want me to put through a claim or do you want to pay for it out of your pocket? It was a about a $3,000 claim. They said, no, we'll take care of it out of our pocket. And I said, that's fine. But people that don't take these steps can get into a very bad financial situation. And and they're supposed to be responsible, but if they have no insurance and they leave town, it's hard. The other thing is workers' comp. If somebody is over at your house and they get paid to, for what they do in the state of Arizona, they need to have a workers' comp policy. If they don't have one, then they get injured. They can sue you personally oh, man. at your house. So what I suggest is to make sure that everyone is 
is a legitimate business with the general liability, with the workers' comp, because you've heard of stories that people fall out of a tree, that people have gotten fallen off of a roof. Many things can happen. And if you're not, if you don't understand the insurance aspect to it, call me. I'll be happy to help people just guide their way through different vendors that you work with to make sure they're properly insured. Even in your house. Go ahead, Natalie. Sorry, I just wanted to piggyback off that. I always say, I mean, not necessarily to clients, but to anybody. To me, insurance is the number one thing that you pay for that you're glad to pay for and hope you never have to use. I mean, you can really never be overinsured from my perspective. Thank you, Natalie. And maybe you probably also talked to people about an umbrella policy is just covering everything that they own. They've worked so hard for so many years and they need to protect their assets. And if they if they get in a car accident and somebody unfortunately gets killed or or seriously hurt, they can get sued for a million or more. You, oh yeah. So make sure you have that coverage. You're talking about maybe $500 more a year. And if you're making $100, $200, $300 a year income, absolutely cover yourself. Yeah. Julie, do you sell disability insurance? I have someone that can help with disability insurance. Yes. Yeah. She, Julie's been around a long time, so she has re- referrals. Any insurance questions, I always call her, no matter if she does it or not, <laughs> because she knows the right people to, to trust to be able to, you know, help with each of these things because it is scary, right? If, I mean, I have in business insurance through Julie just because I know I need to be protected, not like I'd ever use it or anybody would ever have to use it. But a lot of companies, a lot of small businesses think, oh, I don't need it. I'm fine. You know, but tell us about as entrepreneurs, right? We're all entrepreneurs. Tell us why it's critical for uh, even small businesses, even solopreneurs to have the business insurance. Well, I had a, a landscaper whose who's employee accidentally had an accident and cut off his toe. Okay, well, there's no workers' comp. Well, he's getting sued personally. Different things like that happen all the time. So you just have to, for maybe even if you're a um, a one-person owner, your business insurance is probably going to be $500 a year. What happens if you go into a client's house and you knock over a candle accidentally and you burn the house down? Now, that's never happened to one of my clients, but strange things do happen, and you never know what's going to happen, and you can't predict what's going to happen. And Natalie, you probably know this. People are very sue happy. So if something happens to them, they're like, oh, what? who can I sue? Who can I get money from? Because of, you know, something happened, and they don't think it's their fault. That's really scary. Yeah. <laughs> Tell us, Natalie, why you got into this business to start. I'd love to hear from all of you how you started your your business and why you got in it. You know, I have an undergraduate uh, bachelor's of science in psychology. And uh, when I finished that program, my dad was a lawyer. So I always wanted to be a lawyer. And in law school, it was just a natural fit. I took a lot of family law classes and, you know, the, there's a lot of overlap and I certainly it's, it's an undergrad degree. You know, I don't have advanced training in psychology, but I do think having some familiarity with mental health disorders and, um, you know, 
forensically informed versus not. And that sort of thing really has helped me in family law because we work a tremendous amount either with family law issues or with mental health professionals who are involved in so many of our cases involving children. And so it's, it's helped me to just be able to understand what the issues are. And I really like the face-to-face. I like helping people. I like, you know, working with people every day. It's a lot different than, you know, if you represent, you know, an insurance company, for example, it's nice to work with people on day-to-day issues that we can all identify with. You know, we've, we've all been in love. We've, a lot of us have had children money and and financial security is a huge issue. And so it's really a rewarding practice. That's so nice. And you get to work with your husband. How is that? You know, it's, it's nice to have a teammate and to be able to go in his office once in a while and bounce things off him and say, you know, am I the idiot here? Or, you know, how do you, what do you think about this? Um, And sometimes he says, Yes, you are. And sometimes he says, no, you're not. So it's, it's nice to have a partner, especially because family law can be so, um, it, you know, it can, it can be emotional and Stressful. so it's nice to have somebody to, to be objective. So, you know, sometimes you try not to, but you get to know your clients. Oftentimes cases will last a year, two years, three years, or you will represent them on and off. I've had some clients since they first started practicing, you know, as issues arise with their children. And so, you, you try to be objective, but you, you care about your clients. And so sometimes you just have to run it by your partner who's not quite so emotionally involved and they can say, okay, let's take a step back here. And so it's really nice. That is really nice. I think everybody needs somebody else in their corner, right? If they're an entrepreneur, especially to have somebody else that can, you can bounce the idea off and go, is this sound okay? Or is this, <laughs> that's what I love about the, what I call the brain dump sessions is, is bringing all of those questions, you know, to the table and saying, okay, we, am I crazy or is this going to work? Or what do you think about this? Because we need those people in our lives to, to bounce ideas off of. Um, Jolu, what about you? Why did you start? Uh, why did you start your business? Well, I started my business because I've had a lifelong interest in the in the spiritual and that that energetic world, and then had to put it into practice for myself. I mean, if if I went back to the beginning, I was a corporate writer and a speech writer. I've done international business, um, advertising and marketing. I run a technical business that helps people with business process automation. I'm a real expert in PDF forms, that kind of stuff. So all of those experiences have allowed me to really relate to people both in business, in their own businesses or in corporate structures, because I know how they both work. Spent 20 years in one and 20 years in the other. Um, my passion is really to help people get unstuck from whatever they're stuck in, because I've certainly felt that way. That's why I explored all the things that I now work with, because there's answers out there. You can do, for instance, with a, a belief system that you have, you can work with a counselor for years and years and years and years and maybe change it. It takes a long time. These things are much faster, and I just love to see people uh, move forward. I'll, I'll give you one example. I have one client who was in a business that wasn't doing very well and relationship that had gone south and having to move back in with her parents. And she was just, you know, everything was coming down on her. And we worked for a while and she began to feel better. And then one day on a Wednesday, we had a session. She came in feeling, you know, just tearful, walked out with a smile. That was a Wednesday. 
she sent me a text on Friday. She said, I felt so good. I went home and did a vision board. And on that vision board, I put that I wanted to drive around Arizona, a job driving around Arizona, taking photographs. And today I got that job. And that was pretty amazing. But until she could clear out some of that energetic clutter, the idea to do that didn't even come forth for her. And then about six months later, a bigger idea that had always been laying underneath, but she never had uh, had the confidence to do, came up to start her own business. And now she has uh, a vintage store in, um, in Phoenix that's doing very well, been around for about a year, and she's just as happy as she can be. Until we got rid of that stuff, she couldn't shine. So it's helping people get unstuck and to shine at whatever they're led to do that really inspires me the most. I, I get real satisfaction out of that. So nice. Julie, what about you? What what made you decide to start an, an insurance agency? Well, I just wanted to touch on what Joe Lou said, that some people need to get unstuck. And this might be the absolute opportunity, too. You don't have to drive to your office. Think about all that commuting time you're going to save. Think about all the times that um, now all of us in the room have children. So we're still... I'm homeschooling, plus I'm running a business. But the extra time you have, maybe you can do something you've always wanted to do. So my passion is I've always wanted to write a financial book, one about emotions. So that's what I'm I'm working on in my spare time, you would say, during this virus that we cannot, uh, where we can't go out of our house. But to answer your question... And why I started my Allstate office is um, my dad was in insurance. And so I said, I'm never going to be in insurance. There's nothing. <laughs> There's no shelves that you can to feel a product. So I went into the linen business first. So sheets and towels and all that kind of stuff. And I'm so good at that. And then I'm like, why do I have to stock the shelves every day? And what happens when I don't have the inventory? And so somebody within my dad's network came and asked me, hey, do you want to do this? And I said, no. And he said, no, 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 listen, you're going to have to start with no customers. You're going to have to find your own office and you're going to have to hire your own employees. I said, you mean I'm not going to get handed anything? I'm going to have to do it from scratch? And he said, yep. And I said, okay, I'm in because I'm one of those people that I don't, I like to accomplish what I can accomplish and not have somebody just hand it over to me. And I have a sister who's a little competitive, so I didn't want her to think I got handed anything. So I started it 24 years ago, and it's um, one of the largest all-state agencies in the state of Arizona. Congratulations. Mm -hmm. So yep. exciting, right? Hard work pays off, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Tell us um, in the community, I know Julie and I know all of us uh, make a difference in our community. Tell us, Julie, a little bit about what you do um, outside of Allstate uh, for your community involvement. Okay, so I do teach financial classes at Fresh Start Women's Foundation. I've been doing that for three years. And uh, besides just teaching them finances, we actually delve into the emotion of money. So that's, um, that's kind of my little niche. And um, I'm also on the Arizona Council on Economic Education, and they reach and teach students in Arizona about finance and the economy. So that's up my alley, too. 
And then the last thing is I'm president of the National Association of Insurance and Financial Advisors. So the insurance industry um, group in the state of Arizona, I happen to be president this year because I believe that knowledge and keep learning the industry is very, very important. It's huge. You can't just become something, right? We can't just decide one day we're going to open this business and then all of a sudden we have all the tools and all the knowledge in the world. We have to keep up our education. It's so nice to be able to, to do that in, in your community. Right. Yeah. What about you, Natalie? What do you do outside of um, owning your own law firm? Um, I am a judge pro tem of the Superior Court here in Maricopa County, so I volunteer my time for court-appointed settlement conferences, usually about once a month. Um, They're for typically folks who can't afford private mediation in the divorce setting that, you know, need an impartial neutral to get together. I usually hold them in my office. Sometimes people have lawyers, sometimes they don't, um, and we do what's called caucusing, so one party and his or her lawyer, if applicable, will be in one room and the other in the other. And I go back and forth and just try to maximize the pie, as I say. Um, I, I think that the beauty of that is that we can have creative solutions. You know, oftentimes the, the judiciary just doesn't have the time or the resources uh, to, or, or the authority, frankly, to enter the kind of Um, orders that would benefit both parties. And so I like to give the example of two brothers who are fighting over the same orange. And one brother says, I need the whole rind so I can make my pie. And one brother says, I need the whole inside so I can make my juice. And when they get to talking about what they really need, they realize they can both win by dividing the orange um, in that fashion. So I really enjoy it. And it's also a great learning experience for me because you're presented with different fact patterns and you take a step back as a neutral and hear, you know, both sides and it gives you some perspective in your own practice. And then my husband and I also um, are part of the Maricopa County Lawyer Referral Service. So uh, parties will call them and say, I need a family law attorney. There are lots of different kinds of attorneys, bankruptcy attorneys, civil attorneys, and they'll refer you to me. I think you pay the bar $40 and then we give a free consultation. And the point is to connect people to, to lawyers and also um, to enable people to at least have a consultation with somebody, you know, when, when they have more limited means. So it, they're both great programs. That's really nice. What about you, Joe Lou? Uh, some other involvement in the community? Yeah, I do a lot of business mentoring one-to-one and in some uh, small groups or someone will say, hey, would you connect with this person? So I do a lot of, uh, I do a lot of that. And I'm also on the board of a nonprofit called Colorado Life Works, whose mission is really to to provide mental health care to people who can't afford it on the normal scale that most people have to pay. So it's a, it's on a sliding scale, and we're doing some reorganizing right now. I think it's a perfect time for us to take a look at what we can provide to the community, um, not just locally, but in a more broad sense, um, because there are people who are going to be hurting right now who need that kind of support. And they're not going to have, maybe they didn't have the money before, but they really may not have the money now, but they definitely have the need. I think there's going to be a lot of need for that in the community, for sure. Absolutely. Are there any favorite nonprofits you guys are a part of that you love to support in the community besides the ones we've talked about so far? 
when you think of any other? Oh, I think Fresh Start does a wonderful job. I think that they do a great job in the community for women. I love that foundation. Yeah, and it's nice that you offer those classes for free. You know, you're doing it for free, and then Fresh Start is doing it for free so women can get a, a foot on the ground, right? A restart, as you would say. I also wanted to mention the food banks, uh, St. Mary's Food Bank, St. Vincent de Paul, the other food banks in this, well, throughout the country, but in the state of Arizona, they're really hurting because of children are at home. The, the parents are, could be out of work because of the situation. They're really running low on resources. So if we have any extra, um, donating now is the perfect time to do it. Right? Absolutely. If you need to, if you have some extra funds that you can shoot over to the food banks, they would absolutely appreciate it. And they're in desperate time, need. And this time of year, if you have any money that you owe the state, you can um, give it to Arizona Charitable Tax Credit, right? You can give it to nonprofits that are apply to that and schools, right? Okay, so you can give $800 if you're filing jointly to a charitable nonprofit like a food bank or to Fresh Start, if you're a single, you can give $400. And then you can give uh, money to the schools, you can give to foster care, and you can give it to, oh, I'm sorry, you can give it to private and public schools and foster care and the charitable organization. So there's four different tax credits and it's dollar for dollar. So it just comes off of your state taxes. So you're giving your taxes anyway, funnel it to one of these nonprofits. Yeah, we just did that for Centers for Habilitation. We owed some money to the state and and was able to, you know, give them some funds that that are so needed. A lot of people, I think, you know, are attracted to children, right, and pets and that sort of thing. And I know um, Don Hawking, at the, one of the directors at TCH, always says, everybody forgets about the people with disabilities, right? These right. are people that are in the community. You know, they are... They don't have parents. Let's say their parents have died. They have nobody to take care of them, so they move into a home um, that is cared for by TCH. And so we adopt a home every year um, at Christmas time and bring them presents and stuff. And so we thought, you know, because everybody's thinking, luckily, thinking about the children and pets, we would do something different and, and give our money to the to the people with disabilities who don't have families to take care of them. Correct. Tell and, us, uh, just to piggyback off that, um, it's not a not-for-profit, obviously, but the Superior Court really has a lot of resources. I'll, you know, I'm in a couple moms groups on Facebook, and oftentimes I'll see questions about, you know, I have no money, I need to leave, I have nowhere to go. Uh, the Superior Court has websites for people. The Department of Economic Security has a lot of resources available, especially for child support-related issues. The Superior Court here in Maricopa County has a self-service center website, so if you need to file for divorce, legal separation, you need an order of protection, you need to file for child support, all sorts of those things. There's great instructions, literally step-by-step -step instructions. Um, the court will offer fee deferrals if you qualify. And so um, if anybody needs to look into that, I usually just Google Superior Court of Arizona, Maricopa County Self-Service Center. You can also go to any law library at the Superior Courts, and there's really a lot of resources. They've really tried to make it accessible for people who uh, don't have the resources otherwise. 
That's huge, Natalie. I don't think many people know that that exists, that there are, that there's, tell us one more time um, what you would Google. If you're, let's, you gave some examples. So people that wanting to get a divorce or they have something, any family law, right? Anything to do with family law. Yes, the um, order of protections, you can go to the Maricopa County. There's no filing fee for that, so you wouldn't need a fee deferral. Um, you can go into the order of protection center, and they have the form, and it tells you exactly what you need to do. But everything else, divorce, uh, child custody, um, child support, any of those things, there are step-by-step instructions. It's, if you Google Superior Court of Arizona, uh, Maricopa County, it's the self-service center. Or you can go into the law library and they have packets, but they're terrific. They have instructions that they're all pre-filled out. So you literally just have to fill in your information, follow the instructions. And um, it's, it's a great resource for people who don't have the means otherwise. That is so nice. Um, any other resources that um, we you guys have come across along the way in your entrepreneurial journey that could help other entrepreneurs or even your clients? Is there, um, like Natalie gave an example for people who may not have the means or if they, they need to get out of there, like you said, they need to get out of the house and how do they do that? I think that's a great resource. Julu, do you have any resources you've come up along the way with? Well, of. I just think the the ability to connect with people over web conferencing where you can actually see each other's face is going to be real important. Um, Skype is one of those. Zoom is one of those um, where you can even have multiple people up to, to 40 minutes. And those kinds of connections are going to be really important. We need to see each other. You know, I'm trying to make a habit of calling at least three people a day, three different people every day just to connect, especially if they're older uh, if they don't have family around and they're kind of isolated, this is a time for real, for real compassion for our fellow man. But it's also a time to get really creative. I mean, how are we going to have some fun with each other if we were always used to some social activities? How can we do that digitally? Uh, but one of the other areas that concerns me is people in need who don't have access to those uh, electronic means of finding things out. They can't Google it. They can't you know, get on a Zoom call. They would generally walk in somewhere to get help, walk into a food bank or walk into some kind of an agency. And if those kinds of places are shuttered, how will they know what to do and where to go? So I think we need to stay alert and just really get creative about how we may reach out to the community in different ways, but especially keep up with people. Just keep up with those that you know might need help or that might know somebody who needs help. And the creativity is going to be a, a big thing. Absolutely. Even if everybody has a phone, right? So if you, like you said, if we, if we make it a point to call three people every day to stay connected, I liked um, Carrie Ann I, is a friend on, she said, it's just social um, distancing, not social isolation, right? So, yes. so we can see each other and we should be doing FaceTime and, and Zoom calls and calling each other to keep each other, um, you know, abreast of how each other's doing and, and resources available for, for each other. Julie, is there any resources in the insurance industry that you think people should know about besides you? <laughs> You know what? Just call me and I'll I'll direct you where you need to go because I feel like I have so much knowledge in my head from 24 years of doing this. Um, but I will I would like to say that shop locally is really really important. 
especially what's going on. So if you have an option to go out to eat at a chain store or at a or local at a local restaurant. restaurant or shop, do it because these these uh places are going to be really struggling. I'm I'm really scared to see how many small businesses are going to go out of business during this time. Right. And if we stay focused, what I I did a a Facebook Live yesterday, if we stay focused on the things we can control, right? Right. So I keep telling people, focus on what on the to-do lists, focus on what we can do right now um, in a time that we have to stay home. Uh, So, you know, continue content creation, right? Keep creating content for your businesses. Um, Keep connecting with the, you know, doing the virtual coffees, right? We can still see each other. We can still, um, you know, talk to each other. So I think continuing the relationships, right? Furthering and fostering those relationships for the future, because we are going to get through this. We're all going to get through this. And what comes out the other side is, Closer relationships, better resources, you know, um, more communication, and getting all the to-do lists that you, all the projects you've had on your back burner. Right? Let's start checking those off the off the list. Today we had. Um, I every day I put a list on the whiteboard of of things that need to be accomplished in in the house or <laughs> as a family. Right? So cleaning out the cleaning out the medicine cabinets and right making homemade stuff that we don't have time to make homemade soups and you know there's and going through shredding cuz you can go through all your old files i mean there's so much you can do personally but also professionally as a business owner i think it's really important to remember that there this is going to come out the other side and and in the summer when you know business is slower you want to be the one that still has business so what can you do in the meantime um you know when you're when you're slower so make sure you're creating that content make sure you're getting through your to-do list your projects um get, you know even looking at your at your customer relationship management your CRM right do you have one of those are you are you um, making sure you have all the updated information i tell people google yourself have you googled yourself and your business lately right what what is coming up make sure all those are updated so there is a lot of stuff that we can do um, with Joe Lou's help. I know, you know, having that um, cleared energy, thinking, having our mindset on something more positive, um, and then working through those to-do lists are going to be a lot healthier for us to do, I think, right now um, than just sticking on Facebook and reading every single possible post about what's going on. Do you guys agree? Absolutely. Oh, totally. And especially... You know, I had something that I had seen on a on a feed yesterday that said, um, "This is really frightening. Please read it." Well, don't. I mean, you know, there's there's a you know, or don't until you're in a better frame of mind. I think we we can control. We need to be informed. There's a difference between being informed and frantic, and ingesting enough information from reliable sources to stay informed without scaring myself to death. Um, I think that's important. I also think it's important to find one friend that you've kind of got to deal with. I can call you when I just need to vent because we are all going to have ups and downs. Uh, I, I do not expect to have every day be a good day. But if I have somebody that I can pick up and I got a call from one of those friends this morning, I need to vent. Go. I'm here for you. 
and I've got others I can do the same with, get that because, you know, there's certain friends you're going to want to share certain things with. And if you have that one that you can really just lay it all out on the line and just listen, just listen to them um, if they're calling you, that's so important. We all want to be acknowledged. That's what we really want. We just want our fears to be acknowledged. And um, so I just let people rattle on for a while. And then if they want to hear anything from me, you know, I'll let them, I'll ask them, do you want to, do you want an observation? Okay. But yeah, we're going to have ups and downs. Um, and hopefully not everybody's down at the same time. <laughs> you know, <laughs> we need that balance. That's right. If there was something um, that you wish you knew before you started your career, somebody, you know, right now people may be, get to the point where they're going to want to do something different, right? They're going to have a lot of uh, time to think about their industries and their business. If somebody was thinking about getting into um, the insurance industry or um, family law or, you know, the energy work and, and clearing that, is there some advice you would give? Um, I'll ask each of you either some advice for getting into the business or something that you wish you knew uh, when you began your career. Julie? I would say just in a career in general is to really understand what your passion is. What do you think you are brought to this earth to do? And how are you going to make a difference in the world? Because there's something you're naturally good at. And figure that out. And if you can figure that out and you can figure out a way to get paid to do it, and it's really helping others, that is what you should do, no matter if it's our occupations or a different occupation. That's great. Good advice. Yeah, I completely agree with Julie. Um, I I think just enjoying what you do. I mean, certainly they call it work for a reason, right? We're not all going to love work every single day. Some days you want to sit home and relax, but if, if overall you enjoy what you do and you feel like you're helping people and certainly that you're good at it, that you do something that utilizes your skills. I mean, some of us are better at talking. Some of us are better at reading and writing. Some of us like you, Kelly, are creative, right? So unlike me, I, I need people like you in my life. So, <laughs> you know, if you can maximize your skills, I think when you're good at something and you enjoy it overall, you're, um, it makes livelihood a lot more enjoyable. Absolutely. I say the same thing to people. Do what you're good at and outsource everything else, right? (laughs) I tell people that. Jolie, what about you? Yeah, I'd absolutely agree with that. Following your passion, um, you know, following your passion can be a really scary thing, especially if it's not what you went to college for. (laughs) You know, if you went to college to be a lawyer and then you get out there and you're a lawyer and you don't like being a lawyer and you think you'd rather do something else, sometimes there's some real uh, hurdles you have to get over to, to make that change. But I would also, if anybody's taken a look at doing something different right now, really dive into what it is about what you do now that you could use in a completely different way. I mean, in my technical business, I'm really good at talking to CEOs all the way down to the worker bees and finding out what's, you know, what's important to them. Well, that's an aspect of that business that I can also use in uh, working with people to clear their emotional blocks because I can talk to them on all sorts of different levels. So if there's some aspect of what you're doing now that you do really enjoy, even if a whole bunch of other stuff around it is not pleasurable to you, then see where you could use that. 
in something else that does light your fire a little more. I have some techniques to help people figure out what lights their fire, and it's always fun for people to kind of have a light bulb go off over their heads. We just get really scared of stepping out. Absolutely. So before we wrap up, I'd love to know if you were in my shoes in this interview, is there something that you would have liked me to ask you? Is there something we missed as opposed to... um, you know, or in regards to, I should say, in in your business or in some resources or tips and aha for you. Julu, is there something that you'd like to mention before we wrap up? It's what happens to you when you do finally let go of some baggage. Um, you know, some people, after they go through a divorce, they'll feel a sense of freedom or relief. But when you can get rid of old triggers, um, you really, you really feel more relaxed. You feel lighter. You just feel lighter. It's as if you've actually taken physical weight off of you. And I see that happen with people all the time. Um, we're we're walking around with even more weight now than we were a month ago. And um, but it doesn't have to be as heavy. Absolutely. We I think people get. St- duck and they get to the point where they're like, oh, this is just how life is supposed to be, you know, or this is how it's going to be for the rest of my life or, oh, it's fine. I don't like that. I don't like when people say it's fine. It shouldn't have to be just fine. You know, you should be able to be happy and have what you want um, and be able to clear and doing that is obviously clearing all that old stuff. And then, and again, back to the passion thing, like thinking about what you're passionate about and doing that, right? Life is too short. We've got to, We've got to stay focused on on what we love doing and what our passion is. Natalie, anything that I missed that you want to mention? Well, I just think it's funny that a theme today, an, an unwritten theme that we didn't plan on is that people get stuck in things. And with anything, you know, with any kind of relationship, with um, mental health, with needing to decide you need business insurance, you know, in any sort of thing, we all get complacent. And I tell clients always that, you know, I do custody, non-divorce related cases and divorces. And I always like the divorces the best because almost always at the end, you call a client and say, okay, it's over. Your divorce is over. And they just are so relieved. They, they breathe a sigh of relief. And sometimes it just takes the gumption and the commitment to do what you need to do for yourself, for your business, for your family, for your kids. You know, so we should all just really try to to take that time and and have that courage. And have the gumption to do it. What about you, Julie? Anything I missed that you'd like to mention? I just think it's interesting how all three of us are so similar. We all talk about helping people. We all talk about helping in the community. There were several themes that were, we all talk about emotion. So there's several themes that all three of us were doing but we're doing it in different occupations mm-hmm. and it really brings you know joy to our hearts absolutely that we can all be in this together and that was the point of starting this this series is to bring people together that i know are going to love and you know love to work together and love to be a part of each other's lives to all help each other right so I appreciate you all taking the time out of your day. And some of us are Skyping in and some of us get to sit across the room from each other. Um, to, but of course, we're not hugging. <laughs> we have our social distancing. <laughs> but I appreciate you all taking the time. Reach out. Tell us how they can reach out to you after the show. Jolu. 
Uh, you can go to uh, my Facebook page for Let Your Life Flow or website, letyourlifeflow.com, and, or email me at joe, J-O, at letyourlifeflow.com. Natalie, what about you? Um, I have a website. It's Cheroni Law. That's C-E-R-O-N-I Law.com. Uh, you can also call our office, 480-305-2013, or you could email me. My email is Natalie, M-A-T-A-L-I-E at C-E-R-O-N-I lawfirm.com. Be happy to um, answer questions, but I will have to run a complex check because the state bar requires it. <laughs> Good to know. <laughs> Julie, what about you? <laughs> My website is juliejakubek.com. My email is juliejakubek at allstate.com. And my office is 480-949-5670. And if you can't spell Jakubek, all you have to put in is Google Julie Allstate and you will find it. There's not many people named Julie Allstate. Um, I do have a fabulous office on 47th Street in Thomas. And you may have driven down Thomas Road and seen my sign. There's a big Julie Jakubek, Allstate. So you can stop by our office when we are open physically again. Right now we're working remote. Thank you all so much for being here. I loved having you on the show. You've been listening to Collaborative Connections radio show and podcast sponsored by KLM Consulting. KLM can help you turn your ideas into action, solve your dilemmas, and or finish those projects you keep putting on the back burner. What's keeping you up at night? Tune in on the third Thursday of every month at 1 p.m. Until next time, happy connecting.